Racers to your mark. Set. It's another installment of the Pool Scene Podcast Swim Meet series. I don't think they say or do any of that at swimming. At like, I don't think they do. I think that's more like a track and field type thing. Then they fire a gun. I think there's just like a, isn't there a series of like beeps and chimes and very, it's like I, a boop. It would be better if some guy was like, get in the pool, asshole. Jump, swim, fuck. <laughs> Go. Uh, yeah, there. I have no idea. I, I just don't either. The Olympics just happened. We don't. We have no idea. But we both said we didn't watch it, so screw yeah. it. Uh, Jim, we're back in the Saved by the Bell universe. Back to another dark-haired man trying to get with an underage Kelly. Actually, we have another asshole in Statch territory. Here yeah. we go again. I'm Kevin, and last time we checked in on Bayside High, we covered the episode "The Last Dance," where Kelly broke up with Zach for her manager, and Zach was an honorable dude, not an asshole. Jim, how are you? Pretty good, man. It's been a it's been a fun week, man. We're going into the middle of uh, season three, so this season three, season three, season five. I'm so <laughs> season three, <laughs> season six. I said three, five, six. We're in season six. Damn it, that's how we do it. All right. Uh, yeah. So this time we're covering the episode named "No Hope with Dope." Season three, episode 21, as, Maybe. It, as it originally aired, depending on your preferred streaming service, it may be numbered differently. Like on Peacock, I think they include Good Morning Miss Bliss as part of Saved by the Bell. They, yeah, they do. So then they make that season one. So everything else is is knocked back a season. So without further ado, let's, let's just get into the plot. Let's do it. A Hollywood movie star named Johnny Dakota, who has nothing on Johnny Utah. Not at all. Johnny Dakota chooses Bayside to shoot an anti-drug PSA. You guys, Johnny limousine, now school. Hey, Lisa, relax. You're going to crack your makeup. <laughs> With him, hug here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What are you ho-boying about? Johnny Dakota, my favorite Hollywood hunk. He's here. Excuse me. Oh, boy. Bye, girl. Johnny is famous for the films. Dude, did you catch him? No, I didn't. Skateboard High. Oh, that's right. Skateboard High. Freeway Warrior. <laughs> and I want to watch both of those. I hope it would kind of be like a sequel to Gleaming the Cube. Skateboard High seems fucking odd. Like it just uh, sounds like an early 80s, like class of 1984 yeah. or, you know, death and Freeway Warrior sounds like a Mad Max kind of thing. Now, question. Now, you heard the news that Tony Hawk is making 500 skateboards infused with his, his blood. blood. Yeah, that's very skateboard high. Yeah, which give justice to Lil Nas X. Yeah, because Tony Hawk can make skateboards with his blood. And that's fine, but Lil Nas X makes shoes with his blood, and it's the end of the world. Or, yeah, somebody's mad at both of those things, of course, or either of them, of course. So wouldn't you know, our lovable gang are the ones chosen to appear in that anti-drug PSA. But why, Kevin? Because of one. Yeah, it's Kelly okay. So Kapowski. it's not because of the rapping. No, it's not fuck. because of belting. It's because gentlemen. Bayside, your choice? Yo! Yeah! I'm still not sure. Hey, Johnny, I want to introduce you to our head cheerleader, Kelly Kapowski. Hi. Hello. Uh, Mr. Belding, I definitely want to shoot at Bayside. The producer's like, yeah, let's fucking do it here. I don't care. Johnny Dakota's like, I still don't know. And then Zach's like, here's Kelly, our head cheerleader. And Johnny's like, I want to film here. And the producer says one word. Yeah. 
Yo. It's not good. No. The gang learns that someone at Bayside has been taking the devil's lettuce. <gasps> and in a very Scooby-Doo twist, it turns out to be Johnny Dakota, who's ripping bonger. <laughs> Which... Is it him that's smoking the joint in the bathroom, though? It's never I don't, told who smoked the dube in the bathroom. Yeah, Nobody I, knows. But, yeah, we'll get to that. And the yeah. next day, they walk out on the shoot. Like, the gang's like, we can't be in a commercial. We can't be hypocrites. We can't be hypocrites. Exactly. We just felt it was wrong to be a part of his lie, sir. We weren't just thinking of ourselves, Mr. Belding. Bayside's integrity would have been compromised. You did the right thing. I am very proud of you guys. No worries, though, because Mr. Belding is friends with Brandon Tartikoff. Chairman NBC. He made a bunch of the greatest television series of all time. He saved NBC. Wants to do the commercial for them, except it's confusing. He plays himself in this universe, but I, I guess he is... He plays himself, but a character of himself that was best friends with Richard Belding. Yes. It's very confusing. When we were kids growing up together, I wanted to go into show business, and Brandon wanted to be a high school principal. <laughs> See, back then, Dick and I were both chasing after the same girl, Becky Flugelman. <laughs> well, Dick won her. She was the school superintendent's daughter. He got to become the principal, and I had to settle for running NBC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked out great for both of us. Maybe for you. <laughs> I don't get the summers off. And besides, I, I really envy you being around these great kids all the time. Uh, we'll come back and visit anytime. You know, maybe there's something here. Maybe at NBC we should do a sitcom about a school principal and, and his kids. Well, really? Oh. Nah, it'll never work. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our favorite scenes in this episode. Let's start it right off the bat. That fucking rap. Oh, yeah? Then let us help you. Come on, guys. Come on. Hey, Bayside. Tell them who you are. <laughs> Here we go. We're Bayside students and we're no fools. We don't do drugs. This is just not cool. So if you get the offer, make sure you refuse. When it comes to drugs, just don't use. The most cringy rap. We have a dude with Malcolm X hat. Shout out. Yeah. It almost sounds like they are not in sync with one another. Uh, Okay. I have major logic about this whole thing. (laughs) Because Belding feeds Johnny school lunch. There's this a bad joke about, I'm still full from that. Salisbury steak. And Belding goes, that was tapioca pudding. They don't even look familiar. No. No. So how long has Belding been walking Johnny around? Because in this time... Zach has managed to organize a group of students. Write a rap. Probably racist that he grabbed the kid in the Malcolm X hat. Probably. He was like, you can rap. Yeah. Grabs a group of students, and then they write a rap, learn the rap, and perform the rap. They ha- they made a backing track yeah. for the rap. Which the guy pretends to beatbox, because you wouldn't need to beatbox if you have a beat yeah. on the stereo. Yeah. Yeah. So they rap for him. They clap. They love it. Producer's like, yep. We're coming to Bayside. Yo. Yes. And then Johnny's like, I don't know. I don't know. Still. Then he saw uh, the statutory nature of high school and Saved by the Bell. And he's like, you know what? Give me some of that Kapowski. So Kelly, that's actually my my first one. So Kelly is wearing like Mr. Perfect singlet (laughs) with like a flower jacket over it. (laughs) It's such a good one. She has an orange wrestling singlet. It is. But then like a flower jacket over it. So and and. Johnny's like, you can perfect plex me anytime. Pretty much. You high school girl. Yeah. Once again, here we go. Johnny Dakota, we estimate, is 20, at least 21. Guaranteed at least 21 here. Have to be. Kelly, 17. Well, we know that Johnny's at least 
older than high school. Of course. Because he says something to Zach at one point. You know, you remind me a lot of someone I knew in high school. Really? Who? Me. <laughs> I leased the school parking lot to a Chevy dealer on the weekends. <laughs> Speaks of it, he reminisces, so it's at least a couple years past. So he's at least in his 20s. I have Zach and Slater find a roach in the middle of the bathroom floor. <laughs> I smell pot. You smell it? Yeah. Hey, look, it's a roach. <laughs> Slater, don't let it get away. My pet roach Herbert needs a wife. I loved he knows the terminology. Yeah, so Zach and Slater walk in the bathroom, as they do many times on Saved by the Bell together, because I think they just... That's what friends do, man. They just walk in the bathroom together, and there's just a roach sitting on the floor, just in the middle of the floor, just sitting there. That means weed. Yeah. And uh, Sle Screech, even though he could just look at it, goes, I need a wife for my pet cockroach or whatever. How cringy is the dumb, goofy nature of Screech? Yeah. Now? It's just like, why did we find this funny yep. at all? Screech does wear some uh, pretty rad oversized shirts. What the fuck would you call what he's wearing during that PSA? I don't know. Like, seriously. I have no idea. But he, so he leaves to get a uh, jar, his pet cockroach, blah, blah, blah. And Zach and Slater pick up the roach because they're like, what are we going to do with this? We can't film a drug commercial. If somebody in our entire school is using, <laughs> if one person in the whole school. We can't. We're we hypocrites. Can't. We're hypocrites. So while Slater's holding the roach and him and Zach are standing there, Johnny Dakota comes in the bathroom. If Johnny finds out about this, it'll blow the whole commercial. That's right. What's going on here, guys? And he uh, he flushes it down the toilet. What are you doing, guys? And then Screech comes back. They flush the roach. They committed insecticide or whatever. Yeah. Screech says. I love the fact that we don't know whose weed that was. They thought it was Scud. Who wasn't Scud in every no, other episode. So Scud, I have that under uh, logic for this episode. Scud is in eight episodes as Ox, which this episode I think predates those episodes because he's in a lot of the ones with Tori. When, That's right, he uh, is. When Kelly was gone and I think Jesse was gone, they had Tori. They had to do like the Battle of the Sexes episodes and stuff. You got a lot more of that supporting cast. Big time. But he's in eight other episodes as Ox. So either they were like, he's the same character who used to be Scud and then Scud because of the Iraq war. Maybe they changed excellent. his nickname That's an to Ox. Because like, yeah. he's like, I don't want to be Scud anymore. I don't want to be a missile. I don't want to be a missile. I don't want to be Norman <laughs> Schwarzkopf. So, I Colin Powell. <laughs> I saw, went to the antique mall yesterday with the lady. I saw another set. Actually, I saw three sets of Desert Storm cards. I almost picked up another <laughs> set for you. <laughs> I just need a bunch of sets. Uh, so he either is Ox with a different nickname. Yeah. Or they're just like, our audience is really stupid and we can just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, pretty much. So let's talk about that party, Kevin. I have never seen so many great looking girls in one room my whole entire life. Get used to it. You're going to be here a lot more. <laughs> Johnny, your place is beautiful. Especially with you here. Johnny, we've been in town a week. You haven't come by. We've missed you, baby. I've been a little busy. Uh, this is Kelly, Marta, Ingrid. Oh, and let me introduce you to my newest co-star, Zach Morris. Co-star? <laughs> hey, Johnny. Can't wait to start shooting tomorrow. And the Hollywood party yes. at Johnny Dakota's apartment or loft or wherever the hell it was. It sure as hell wasn't a house. In Manhattan? Let's put that. I'd never noticed this before. Me so either. 
when you see like they just use a, a fake backdrop like yeah. whatever i've not noticed it till literally 20 minutes ago when we watched this this is bayside this is california yeah the backdrop in johnny's apartment they must have jumped on a fucking plane because there it is as clear as day there's the world trade center it's like what the I, hell I, that's another jab at the intelligence of the audience yeah because it's like okay it doesn't matter if this character is somebody else this is like okay we know we've said it's a hollywood party no one will notice the twin towers back there bullshit and they're identifiable buildings even in the fucking dark yeah. i mean people should notice those two buildings in the background this party okay so johnny dakota i'm thinking had to have been a child star that's the only thing that would make sense because it seems as though he didn't really have a childhood or something because he really wants to hang out with high school kids. It's very Corey Feldman. He, yes, he very much wants these kids to come to his party. He's telling girls, he's like being Zach's wingman because he's like, this is my new co-star. Co Zach Morris. But Zach's just like a high school kid. And again, how old? He's like close to kids in like a Michael Jackson way. Pretty much. So like how old? We think he's early 20s. Got it. I'm thinking any 21 to 23. I think we're in there. Yeah, I... It's just weird that he should have other friends. It's also such a, it's a weird party. Like Screech shows up basically looking like a peeping Tom or yeah. like a stripper yeah. that opens up his jacket. Full shout out to Zach Morrison. He all silk outfit, by the way. Yeah. Awesome. And then you'd think, listen, AC Slater, Mario Lopez, good looking dude. Yeah. Girls would go to yeah. Mario Lopez, no matter how weird he's acting. Yet the girls bypass him, especially the one in the dress that you made a comment and goes to fucking Screech. Right ain't happening in real life so folks. jesse and lisa dance off camera with some movie stars <laughs> jesse guess who i just danced with who storm sutherland storm sutherland oh i just danced with luke diamond luke diamond can you believe this no Aren't you the names, Kevin? Storm Sutherland and Luke Diamond. Hell yeah. Speaking see them of wrestling singlets. See them on WCW Saturday yeah, night. These movie stars have the best worst names. The weirdest part of the party for me, the absolute weirdest part, is that the Bayside gang wants to leave so bad. They're like, we're all partied out. Oh, man, you're hurt. I'm going to take you back home, Screech. Good idea. Oh, uh, Kelly, you can't leave yet. I'm sure these guys can take care of Screech. Oh, yeah, you stay, Kelly. I'm all partied out. Oh, we'll help you. Yeah, we might as well leave. Our hunks have already split. And Lisa, of all people, who's the ultimate star fucker. Yeah, you are like 16, 17-year-old kids who are at a Hollywood party. Not just at a Hollywood party, yeah. but you are getting attention because Jesse and Lisa dance with movie stars. Yeah. Johnny's being like the wingman to Zach, who's blow banging these girls somewhere, obviously. <laughs> He's like 69 and one. And I mean, the other one's licking Doing a line off the other ass. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, but then they want to leave. They're just like, they oh, would I'm be worn the last out. ones to leave because they wouldn't have the social knowledge. Johnny would be passed out on his couch in a drug overdose. Yes. And they'd still be sitting there and be like, uh, all right, I guess time to go. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the. I call him Miami Vice guy. Like hey, the, guy. The Miami Vice guy shows up with uh, just a lit joint. Hey, Johnny. Hey, guy. Got some good stuff here. Oh, hey, thanks, man. Here, Kel, take a hit. Yeah, and, and then the and world comes crashing well, down. Well, after they've all left, it's just Johnny won't let Kelly leave. Yeah. He tells her, you can't leave. Very, yeah. very directly. Hey. 
you're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, but that's he, what it seemed he, he like. He tells her, you're not leaving. So she's sitting on the couch with him, and uh, the Miami Vice guy gives him weed, and she's, like, appalled. Why does that come back? I think he came back because I think he wanted to be a part of He wanted to hang out with Johnny Dakota. That's his new best friend. Yeah. So he's getting more and more girls. He's getting more Did attention. That's walk why he came him back. outside? Does he, like, walk? I think he literally walked him in her car and came back. Because okay. I can only assume this is a, a massive apartment building. Zach comes back, and he's like... Uh, Hey guys, I'm back. And then he's like, what are you doing? But you realize how serious, because normally every time they transition to commercial break, there's always like a, this was so serious. They played no transition music. Say by the bell episode, we need to do next. Yeah. Because speaking of hip, I mean, there's a lot of hypocritical things about this episode is the toga party where they're drinking. Yes. They have like, uh, and Zach drinks and drives and crashes Lisa's mom's car. That's right. I remember that. That one. But uh, yeah, the and then the other scene I have is the final commercial. Dumb. Stupid. Crazy. Dangerous. Stinks. <laughs> In one word, would I use dope? Nope. These kids are right. Drugs will hurt your mind, your body, and your life. Hi, I'm Brandon Tartikoff, chairman of NBC Entertainment. And I've got a hit idea for the new fall season. Don't do drugs. There's no hope with dope. <laughs> with Brandon Which Tartikoff. Does this commercial, it's so weird because they, they show us filming the commercial and then they go to a monitor and you could see the playback. It's like an immediate edit. Yeah. No time whatsoever. Right. So they edit it on the fly and then you see the stupid, dumb, stinks. <laughs> You see the whole commercial. It's just, it's really funny. I guess it's part of the episode. And then we end with Brandon Tartikoff, which is weird, which is technically, it's almost as if he broke a fifth wall. And I don't even think there's a fifth wall. Yeah. So, um, a couple other things to talk about. Johnny Dakota calls everyone guy. Take a shot. Every time this dude says guy, I lost count. Thanks guy. Hey guy. Hey guy. So any, anything else you want to mention in this episode? I mean, it's the, the, to me, the thing I want to mention is how it's like autobiographical and hypocritical because the gist of the episode, Johnny Dakota wants to film an anti-drug PSA at Bayside. Then they learn he does drugs. So they refuse to do the commercial with a guy who does drugs. And he's like, it's my life. I can do what I want outside of you know, my own life. And then I can still f- make this commercial. And they're like, well, we won't do it. But in real life. So this is the Save by the Bell cast doing an anti-drug PSA as an episode. When in real life, they, they are, were all doing drugs. They are Johnny Dakotas. Yes. Yeah, so it's really funny in that way. Did they have any introspection? Because it's very like meta. It's like it's an episode about a, a cast who won't do a drug commercial because he's doing drugs. But yet they were doing drugs in real life. Dreams turned to dust. The drought's dried up a lot more than soil around here, Billy. It's dried up a lot of soul. Desperate people. God, make it rain. A drop of hope. I'm gonna make it rain! A flood of fate. Miracles can happen. It's Sam's most memorable leap. Expect a miracle on Quantum Leap, NBC Wednesday. Coming up on Channel 3 News, a hazardous spill shuts down the turnpike tonight. We'll tell you what happened, and we'll find out if there's such thing as the fountain of youth. And the Browns playoff hopes... Hang in the balance down in Texas. Channel 3 News at 11. Straight ahead. Do join us. Also, 
Big deep dive research. Kevin brought this fact up to me. I thought it was amazing yeah. that the guy who plays Johnny Dakota in real life was dating Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah. Okay. That probably helps how he got the role on the show because I don't think this guy did very much after this episode. He looks like, once again, I know I reference the four seasons a lot, but if they were to do Jersey Boys again and had to recast, but in 1991, this guy would be a member of the four seasons. Well, it's it's weird to me that him and Kelly were dating because he wasn't from anything that I'm aware of. Very no-named. I, he definitely is a guy that would look like he would be in Teen Beat or Tiger Beat. Though. Right, which sometimes those people weren't. They were like, uh, you know about the whole idol culture in, um, in Japan? No. Like Maki Ito, this is weird. I'm going to try and explain this the best I can. And I know some of our, our Japan file listeners will get on me. But there's like this idol program in Japan where basically these kids who are 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, Japan just dubs them as idols. They don't have to do anything. No music, no acting or whatever. They just it's like con- a subset. They just consider them idols. So they put them, Maki Ito was an idol. So they put her on magazines, they put her in the teen beats, they put her and people start following them for being idols, yet they don't do anything. Yeah, they have no background. Which they should do in America. Just cut to the chase because like, think about all these hot people that they were churning out in the 90s. Oh God, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. They couldn't sing, couldn't really act. Yeah. But they were hot. So we just dubbed them like in Japan. We're like, we know they can't act. We know they can't sing. But they look good. But they look good and people will like them. So why don't we just label them, label them as idols. And then some of them go on to be things. Some of them don't. But like in the case of, you know, Maki Ito, she became an awesome wrestler. So uh, Johnny Dakota's real name is Eddie Garcia. Okay. You know, she was dating and his filmography. I have a feeling they weren't dating very long. I doubt it. He was in Skateboard High. (laughs) <laughs> yes he was in boogie nights what the fuck was he in boogie nights he was a hot tracks dancer great yeah he stuck out like a he was on one episode of the tony danza show <laughs> on out to sea he played mexican dancer that's the walter Matthau jack lemon vehicle yeah, so he must have had a background in dance because he was in lombada was he in dirty dancing havana nights i don't know he was in lombada okay. he played chili he was in City Rhythms. He played dancer. He's in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker movie as a dancer in the Smooth Criminal segment. Holy shit. Yeah. He's in Breaking 2. I bet you he's Wait friends with Mario Lopez. He's a dancer in Breaking 2. So he was either... A, Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. So he's oh. either... A, he's probably one of the child, the children yeah. trying to save the uh, rec center. And go figure, he has a role in which you don't see any dance moves. Yeah, right. The last thing he was in, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief in 2010. And any guess what he played? Oh, God. He played Lotus Land Dancer. <laughs> he was in Bringing Down the House with, uh, isn't that the... Steve uh, Martin. Steve Martin, Queen Latifah. He played Hip Hopper. Great. So awesome. He, we get a, this was his most notorious role. Then is Johnny Dakota in a 21 minute episode of yeah, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, he pretty much just dances and everything else. Yeah. So in this one, you give him lines, and all he can say is "guy, guy." Once again, pool sceners, thank you for checking out the pod this week. Remember, if you want to know what's going on, any updates, any exciting things coming around the corner, check us out on Facebook and Instagram 
at Pool Scene Podcast. Also at Pool Scene Pod on the Twitter. Also, if you want to drop us a line, send us an email at poolscenepodcast at gmail.com. Any movie ideas. We have some amazing movies coming up. If there's a movie you want us to cover, let us know. You're on the journey with us. And now back to Kevin. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up this week. A short one for you. But I do want to say kind of, you know, in our uh, not official waste of time segment, the, but the waste of time segment you're used to. We did tease on the 40 year old virgin episode that we went to Waldemir. That's right. We did go to Waldemir right after that recording. So Waldemir is in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's just a small park. We want to go get some coaster credits. It's so weird. That park It's logistically odd. I can't explain it because the parking lot has no makes no sense no you literally can walk in with anything you want so by the parking lot making no sense so when you go to a, a parking lot that has angled slots it's in the back of a trailer park mind you so too. either when you go down a parking lot with angled slots you have to go a certain direction and then you can either pull into a spot on the left or right or if you can only pull in on the right and the slots are angled in a different direction on the left then you have to have it wide enough to be two lanes it's not it's not so at Waldemir, the lanes are only wide enough for one car to go through. But ask most people to do that properly. They don't. But then the lines on the parking spots on both sides are angled differently. So you can't turn. It's so strange. It's fucking chaos. Right. Well, Jim, you want to tell us probably the most. Uh... <laughs> okay. So before we talk about like Ravine Flyer 2, which is an amazing coaster, and I can't suggest enough, ride the very back seat. Yeah. Kevin will tell you probably why. You don't yeah, ride the backseat, right. but we will talk about it. So we're waiting in line for what was the name of that coaster that spun way too much? Uh, the spinning nausea coaster. I'm going to uh, look it up real I quick. I have remember. it under my list for coasters. Yeah, so credits. this coaster, pretty small, like a 90-second ride. Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon. Yeah, so kind of small, not a real big lift hill or anything. Stand up and shout. Super smooth. Super, like, if they can make a ride that smooth, but, like, much larger. It was excellent, but it got to a point where it spun About uncontrolled. About halfway through the ride. So it's a small ride. It's a, a small spinning ride. coaster. So think a tilt-a-whirl car on a roller coaster. That you can't control the, the spin. The first hill, you only spin, like, half. Which is perfect. Yeah, you start up one direction, you come down the other direction. But by about halfway through the ride, you're just spinning in... And you get off the ride, you're dizzy as shit. But yeah. before we got on to the yes. ride, we're on the mezzanine deck waiting to get on. And I spot this woman who's probably, probably around my age. She's probably in her, maybe yeah, she's a little older, maybe, maybe. mid forties. Yeah, mid forties. Okay. Definitely wearing a swimsuit that she wants people to look at her. Like very the open. stable swimsuit. Yes. Very open cleavage. I mean, there's nothing to. Two, two straps. Yeah. That just, that's completely open. And in then the you get like a, a very exposed inner bosom. Like yes. a very exposed. Yes. Like nothing, nothing escapes the imagination here. There's guys all around. So we're trying not to look. We're literally like right looking at her. She's probably. Well, we're like up above. So we're in the we're line above. to ride the ride. So we're 20, 25 feet uh, up. And yeah, I think she's she's there with her kids. I think she had like two kids on the bench with her. I think she notices people staring yes. at her because she's looking around. She and made I, eye contact with us. She with, did. Yes. And then she proceeds to do like if we were teenagers, we'd have to go excuse ourselves to go to a bathroom to relieve things. She proceeds. And this is not a joke, everybody. This really happened. She got out suntan lotion, put it on her hand and mass, and then proceeded to lift up her straps on each shoulder and then start bending over and applying the yeah. suntan lotion to her breasts. She lubed them up 
inside of her bathing suit. In like, front of fucking everybody. Yeah. And she kept looking up every time to see who was looking at yeah. her while she was doing it. Well, oh my God. I mean, I would say if you're willing to wear that bathing suit, it's for a reason. Oh my God. Because it's not just like a modest, it's not a modest one piece bathing suit. It's not a <laughs> just a traditional bikini. It's the like whole time, a, the whole time we're standing in line. Not looking, we are staring, like getting ready to well, go on a ride. And we're just like, Jesus the, Christ. When she pulled out the suntan lotion or the uh, sunscreen, I said to you, I was like, I, I even made a joke. I was yeah. like, oh, she's going to lube them up or something. But then she did. This was like squints in the sandlot yeah. with Wendy Peffer going, oiling, lotioning. But she gave herself like a, a breast exam. Oh, my God. Thank you. Shout out to MILF lady. All <laughs> I can say, I hope you're listening to the podcast. I hope to get you on the show one day. Thank you. So we rode uh, Ravine Flyer. Two. Three times. Yes, we did. And uh, Ravine Fire 2. Yeah, not yeah. the first one. No. We didn't go back in time. We rode uh, Comet, which was nothing. It's a horrible kitty coaster yeah, almost. We rode uh, the train, which you loved. Fuck that. <laughs> if you go to Waldemere, don't go on that fucking train because it's a waste. How long did we wait in line for that? Now, granted, you, we had the yeah. girls with us. We had Dana. So, you know, there were kids. They want to go on the train. We waited 45 minutes for this fucking thing <laughs> with no speed. Kevin and I were like, we could have been on this fucking roller coaster yeah. like eight times. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So anyhow, we, we rode Ravine Flyer a couple of times. We rode the first time. Front seat. Very front, front seat. Second time we rode in the back. The second time we rode it. This thing goes so much faster in the back. Because you get the whip. You get the whip. You get pulled over the hill. Because oh. if you ride in the front, you kind of stall at the top of the hill. And, and then, then you over. wait in for the back, momentum. It just rips you over. So you gain at least 10 miles you an do. hour. And Ravine Flyer is very fast. And it's got these 90 degree embankments. Oh. So a lot of herky jerky, yeah. like pulling you all around. Well, the second time we rode it, I felt, and I swear I even heard... My, like the height of the car and where it lines up on your body. I felt my rib crack. I, you literally yelled, fuck my rib. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which happens sometimes on coasters. Like I used to call, uh, you know, had some names for raging wolf bobs because that ride used to batter Beat the you. shit out of you. You'd feel like you were in a fight. Your after thighs would be bruised. Yeah. Raging wolf bobs. So ravine fire too just hurt my rib. You know, there's been days I felt, I don't know if it's broken, bruised. There's no point in going to the, to the doctor. They can't do it anything for you. They would for sell you I've had broken ribs. When I, when I wrestled, I wrestled a uh, internet darling who has a bunch of purchased followers, but has something like 4 million Twitter followers. And I wrestled a triple threat with him with this guy I went to wrestling school with who looked like a million bucks and wrestled like one cent because he just was a big athletic goon goon basically and um his finish was like goldberg's jackhammer this is a long story short but uh at one point he picked me up for the jackhammer like two minutes into the match and he was like this isn't the finish he's let go and he just had me it's vertical in the air yep. and just drop and i tried to get it as clean of a bump as i could but i came to the back i felt okay probably adrenaline came to the back and everybody was like dude are you okay that looked terrible and i was like yeah i'm fine and then the rest like by monday i felt like somebody You're was done. sitting on me three broken ribs, you know, but anyhow, so I've had broken ribs before. They're going to be a little bit of trouble. Like I have days, I still have to go to work and stuff. I have days where I'm fine. I have nights where I can't sleep. I have days where they hurt, days where they don't. But reason I bring it up, Tylenol doesn't cut it. I take Tylenol. It doesn't do anything for me. So I tried to take something a little bit more powerful, not a narcotic, like not like a, a pain pill, but like a, they have like 12 hour a leave or something. You know, you can only take it every 12 hours. So the first night that I did that, I slept like a rock. I took this like 12 hour leave. I slept awesome, but I had a bizarro dream. 
Oh, God. I don't know if it was something I ate. I don't know if it was the Aleve. I had a dream that I was Nicole Kidman. (laughs) And I was committing suicide. Whoa. That, wow. So as Nicole Kidman, I was leaving a note. I was putting mementos out on a desk or like a counter. And I was very worried about Keith Urban after I was gone. So, because they're married. How the hell did you? I was Nicole Kidman in the stream. I mean, did you look in a mirror and see yourself as Nicole Kidman? I just, it's like, I you knew, just knew I was you Nicole, were Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And I was very worried about, uh, again, about Keith Urban. Interesting. So. Wow. Elite. With the, the letter written out and all this stuff, I proceeded to do about 50 lines of cocaine. Oh. For some reason in, in the worrying about Keith Urban and as I was Nicole Kidman, I didn't want to leave some gruesome scene. So in the letter and like, there's like a note. The way not the the cocaine wasn't how she was gonna die or me as her was gonna die. She was gonna pound a single gutter nail through her wrist. What? Like what? like a hammer what? and a nail through her wrist ah. in to not leave a gruesome scene. So this is a very vivid it was dream. Bucking a lazy. I've never had a dream where I've been someone else, let alone Nicole, <laughs> guys, Nicole go on Ravine Flyer 2, ride the very back seat, try to crack your rib, take a 12-hour leave, and tell us what actor or actress you become in that it's dream. so weird. Holy shit. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, I've never experienced... I love, love having weird dreams, bad dreams, like... I remember once I had a dream so vivid that I got up in the middle of the night. I was an Olympic kayaker in this dream. I don't know why, yeah. but I can remember vividly the Olympic kayak course. It went through a hotel. I got up and I drew the course yeah. and I wrote out the dream word for I word. I love stuff like that. I, I had uh, reoccurring dreams when I was like a early teenager, 13, 14, about alligators where like they'd be chasing me or trying to eat me. Never had any fear of yeah. alligators or never had any reason. We don't live a place where there are alligators, but just kept having dreams about alligators. And it might have been like you have one yeah. and then it's, it's on your mind or whatever but i remember like one i was jumping like four wheelers over gaps like trying not to land so i get eaten by an alligator so weird i have every now and then every year or so i have a recurring nightmare that i cannot get away from an f5 twister yeah it gets me every time no matter how hard i try to escape it's a re it's always in the same spot same place same twister every time so strange it's odd so hopefully i end up having a great dream tonight in which i'm wearing an all silk outfit and i go to a hollywood party in new york city i can only hope and hang out with high school kids hang out with high school kids but at least have common sense of know what to do and what not to do all right fucking weird man. all right guys well jim if you don't have anything else i don't apologize because i think this is still quality content we're putting out but this is uh, fun no movie episode this week we have a couple exciting ones the next the one we have next week we're gonna keep going with the asshole theme yeah. for kevin it is ferris bueller's day off yeah, we've been uh we've been kicking that one around for a couple weeks so we could put some notes together uh so yeah we're, we are doing ferris bueller next and then uh, going to round out the season with a couple things. And then uh, yeah, we'll be on to Put season on, seven yeah. or as Jim thinks, season four. <laughs> I said three, five. Oh, we're on six. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, folks. All right, everyone. We will hope to hear from you next week. Silencio. So